Welcome in to the Arena Fanatic College Football Talk Podcast. I am your host, Matt Hetzler, and I am joined by my co-host and my best friend, Tyler Smith. Mm. Mr. Arena Fanatic himself, Tyler. Uh, what did we learn after uh, good old week 12 there? I don't think I don't think we learned an awful lot. We learned that Minnesota and Baylor are out, but I think there's still a lot of division races that have yet to be decided. Uh, yes, it is. That is true. Uh, there are some, some teams that have already punched their ticket into the mm-hmm. championship games, but uh, there's a lot of tight races uh, in some of the remaining conferences. So uh, we're not going to break any of that stuff down. That was uh, what had been on the Week 12 recap, which I hope you guys listened to. Um, we had a guest spot here with uh, Kyle Renevere, Jordan Tyler, and I thought they did a hell of a job. Uh, especially on late notice, so uh, yeah, uh, we recorded. They recorded that yesterday on Sunday. We're doing the preview on Monday, which is usually a Wednesday show. But uh, you know, we got to do what we have to do to uh, get this content out to uh, all yes, of our indeed. fine listeners. Totally agree, Matt. And I'm ready to talk about all the big time G5 games. Well, let's hop in there, buddy. We got. The American Conference here. We got UCF uh, heading on the road, Tyler, to Tulane, who's been on a bit of a skid lately. Uh, who do you like in this one, Tyler? Yeah, both teams, Matt, struggling a bit here. You have UCF who came off a game that, or they lost to Tulsa. Oh my! And Tulane, they lost at Temple. So both teams coming in off a loss. I think UCF is going to get it done here. I have I was pretty high on both of these teams coming into the season, and it's been a little sluggish lately. Tulane just hasn't had it, and I don't have confidence that they're going to be able to slow down the UCF. Give me the Knights. I'm right there with you, Tyler. I like UCF on the road, my friend. Uh, let's move on into Old Conference USA. La Tech at UAB, a big game out there in the Western Conference. Yes, yes, it's a it's a big time game, and of course, La Tech still has these suspensions. This will be the last game where they're missing them. But my goodness, what a bad stretch to lose these guys! You lose them for two of the biggest games of the year. La Tech needs a win in a bad way. Same with UAB. This is going to be a tight contest, but I'm leaning towards UAB. They do come in as the favorite at four and a half points. If La Tech was at full strength. I would definitely give the edge to them, but they're not, and we saw what they did last week at Marshall, only 10 points. I'm going to have to go to UAB. I just I just don't think that offense is going to be clicking like they do with Smith, so give me the Blazers. Yeah, it's a bit unfortunate, too, for Law Tech, especially for uh, the team members that uh, did their work in the classroom um, to have some of these superstar guys just... Uh, uh, I guess it's meant for academic reasons. It, it's yeah. tough. Tough for a whole team. Um, but, yeah, Tyler, I like UAB here at home as well. Uh, let's head on into the MAC here. Um, Toledo at Buffalo. Both these teams are out of their respective uh, conference races. Uh, I'm going to go Buffalo here at home, Tyler. Uh, Toledo already bowl eligible at 6-4. and four. Nothing to play for. Uh, but the Bulls... They need one more win to get bowl eligible, so they have everything to play for. And I like Kyle Van Trius, man. He, uh, he's come off the bench for Buffalo quarterback, and he's been very good. Um, 
800 uh, throwing yards, uh, only only one interception for that guy. So uh, Patterson in the running game. I, I just don't see how Toledo here gets back on track, and Buffalo's defense is legit. Um, so give me the Buffaloes, or uh, not the Buffalo, uh, the Bulls, not the Buffaloes, yeah. at, uh, was... at home here. Always tricky there, but I'm with you, Matt. I like Buffalo as well. You need something to play for at this stage in the game. And if that's a ball game, hell, that's a ball game. Toledo, I mean, what a disappointing season for them, Matt. Currently sitting at 6-4. and four. Oh, man, that is unlike Toledo. But I'm going to go with Buffalo as well. Yeah, the injury has kind of derailed the Rockets uh, season. But uh, let's move on out here to the Mountain West Conference side. Boise State on the road at Utah State. Massive, massive game here. This this game will pretty much decide everything that's going to happen in the division. Boise State, I... Okay, so la you remember when I said I don't trust Jordan Love last week? Well, they somehow snuck away and got a win versus Wyoming. Now, are they going to be that fortunate when they face a Boise State D? That is absolutely spectacular. I don't think so, Matt, and I don't see Utah State being able to slow down the Broncos. I think Boise State's going to get it done and lock up the division once again. Uh, tricky spot here for uh, Boise. I'm going to go with the home team here, Tyler. Give me the Aggies. Okay, fine. You, uh, you have them. And let's wrap up this G5 conference uh, talk here with Georgia Southern on the road at Arkansas State. Oh, yes, featuring my main man, Omar Bayless, the Heisman hopeful. Folks, you need to get on that train. This guy is spectacular. Now, on to this game. I'm going to go with Arkansas State at home. I like what they've done lately. Three wins in a row. Georgia Southern, one week, I see that offense being spectacular. The next week, it's faltering. I'm going to go with Arkansas State. I'm trusting the Red Wolves. I like the whole team as well, Tyler. So, great decision. Yeah, let's move on here into our pick six back, uh, pick six segment. We're gonna be picking six games against the spread, and we're gonna start in the ACC. Tyler here with Pitt on the road at Virginia Tech. Uh, two uh, two leaders over there in the is it the Coastal? Uh, yes, Coastal Division. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, Virginia Tech, they need this game. Pitt needs this game. That's why this is going to be such an interesting one to follow. I like Virginia Tech here, though Pittsburgh always seems to play in a close game, but I don't think three and a half is going to be enough. It was maybe five or six I would go with Pitt, but I think Virginia Tech, they're just clicking right now, man. I like to see that out of Virginia Tech. I remember about week six, I was pretty down on these guys. But they've bounced back, and I'm happy to see it for the Hokies. And I want to see that showdown between Virginia and Virginia Tech for everything. Yeah, and I saw this line. Actually, it's now four for Virginia Tech. And I'm telling you, at four, Tyler, I, I'm I'm kind of leaning pit here. Yeah, um, if we got up to five, I'd take pit. Yeah, I'm thinking this is just going to be a, a slow, uh, slow game, low scoring. And I think that favors pit uh, when it's all said and done. Uh, I actually like Pitt in this game to pull the outright upset, so uh, I'm going to take Pitt in the man. points here. You like Pitt in the Coastal, I see that. Okay. All, All right. right. Tell me tell me a little bit about this horrible matchup, Minnesota at Northwestern. Yeah, Minnesota, this is going to be a bounce-back spot. 
Um, they still have a little bit to play for each other. They need to win out uh, if they're going to get to the Big Ten championship game. So they need this game big time. I saw that this line opened at like seven points. I couldn't believe it. And it's already up to 13 points for Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's going to roll in this game. Northwestern's not going to be able to score. And, uh, yeah, give me Minnesota big. I'll take. I'll lay the points with Minnesota here. I'm with you too, man. I, Northwestern just, they have nothing going for them. Minnesota, like you said, they have everything to play for. I still like the Gophers. I'll take it. All right, we'll head back out to the Mountain West here, Tyler. The Aztecs of San Diego State on the road. Uh, Hawaii, a late-night degenerate special, Tyler. Hawaii, three-point mm-hmm. favorites at home. Who do you like here? Yes, Matt, this game is for everything. The winner of this game goes to the NWC Championship game, and I am going to be taking Hawaii. I think Hawaii gets it done. I don't believe that San Diego State is going to be able to slow down this Hawaii offense. I know they're coming off a game where they only put up 21 points for UNLV, but this one's at home, and when they're at home, they're going to be clicking on O, and I like what I see out of Hawaii. They're going to get it done. Go Rainbow Warriors. They get the cover. Yeah, that was a good old-fashioned sandwich spot there for Hawaii last week, and fortunately, Tyler, I played them in my teaser, and I played them on my Moneyline Parlay. Hawaii got me there. Um, I like Hawaii here too, Tyler. And uh, I'd love to see Hawaii win that Mountain West Championship. That would be quite the story. Um, would be huge for our preseason predictions as well. Uh, that's, all we're, that's all we're here for. We're here to take the crown back yeah, of baby. being the most accurate preseason preview. Um, we faltered a little bit last year, but we're back oh, yeah. this year, oh, baby. Yeah. It was a rough year. But yeah, this, is yeah looking like, this might be our I'm year, liking. Tyler. This is looking good. This next game will uh, be quite helpful to us if Texas Tech can pull it out. Matt, what do you think here? Kansas State at Texas Tech. Tech is, what, a two-and-a-half, three-point favorite? Yeah, two-and-a-half-point uh, home favorite here. Uh, Kansas State got a little bit exposed last week as they lost to West Virginia at home. Um, God, this Texas Tech team is killing me, Tyler. Every week they're right there in mm-hmm. the game and just can't get it done. That was Texas Tech's third loss in the conference play by less than a field goal. Yikes. What could have been? I mean, what could have been? Out of the, I, I had Texas Tech's an eight-win team this year. Yep, and uh, they had a shot at it. But they really did. I, I mean, I don't think it was a bad prediction. I don't think it's a bad prediction. Um, let's hope Texas Tech here can run off two more wins, uh, get bowl eligible. Um, see, Kansas State's already bowl eligible. We talked about this earlier. They don't have nothing to play for, Tyler. Um, but Texas Tech, they need two wins to get to the bowl. Uh, I like the way Duffy's playing. Duffy had a really good game last week against TCU. And <coughs> contrary uh, to what we used to believe out of Texas Tech, I think their defense is, is better than what the numbers show. Um, especially being under 500 in the Big Big 12 is pretty damn good, especially for them. Um, yeah, I, I'm, rolling, I'm rolling Texas Tech here, Tyler. All right, book it. Uh, I think I'm going to take Kansas State. I think they're going to bounce back. And like you said, Matt, this Texas Tech team, when it comes down to a close game, they falter. So give me K-State. Yeah, it's not going to be a close game, though, Tyler. 
Yeah, if you'd say so. Tech's going to roll. All right. Uh, let's go out to the Pac-12 here, Tyler. Oregon State. Uh, so, or Oregon State at Washington State. Washington State an 11-point home favorite. Uh, what do you like here, Tyler? Well, uh, I'd like to welcome Oregon State to the podcast. Who thought we'd be talking about them at any point in time? But, hey, look at them. They're up there in the north. They've been playing pretty good football for Oregon State Beavers. And I'm going to take the points here, Matt. I'm going to take a plus 11 on Oregon State. Washington State, a little up and down. I just don't think they're that interested this year. Oregon State, give me the points. Yeah, Oregon State, one win away from a bowl. Um, that's a stunner. Miracle. Uh, they're going to be um, in the Idaho but, Potato Bowl. Yeah, but, I can feel uh, here, it. Here, Tyler, I like Washington State. I'll lay the points with them. Uh, we saw them dismantle Stanford last week. Uh, now, granted, Stanford's not good at all. Um, but no, Washington State finally found their rhythm. They had it early in the season, kind of lost it there in the middle. They got it back. I like Washington State here, Tyler, and I like them to win by two touchdowns. So I'm going to lay the points for Washington State. Mm. Let's head back out to the CUSA. Marshall is seven-point favorite on the road at Charlotte. Tyler, are you going to play the Thundering Herd this week? A tricky one here because Charlotte actually is a fairly respectable club. They have won three in a row, but we're talking about Marshall here, that stout D. I think as long as they can control Charlotte's running ability, they should be fine, and they do stop the run very well. So give me Marshall in this one. Yeah, I'll I take like those points. Marshall too, my friend. Um, even though Just Charlotte seven put points. points, like you said. Just seven points. So, yeah, I like it. I like it. Give me Marshall minus seven. All right, but well, let's hop in here to first down. We're going to talk about a little Big Twelve matchup here, Tyler. TCU on the road at Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma, they just keep uh, surviving. Um, oh yeah, they're destiny child, baby. I'm I'm a survivor. Yeah, I I tell you, this team is not a playoff team, and, and I think you had them fifth in your radius. Is that right? Yes, I did. Oh, that's just awful. I had them fifth based off of their potential to win the Big Twelve. Because then they would be eleven and one, or twelve and one. That's, not that that's, impressive. Not yeah, that impressive. but you're you're gonna when you break it all down, Matt. Uh, twelve and one. That's gonna get you right there on the door. Yeah, well, they're awful. So uh, yeah, <laughs> Max Duggan, TCU buddy. He had a big game last week with his with his arm and his feet. Uh, getting that win down to Lubbock. He's the key here, Tyler, for TCU. Uh, he should be able to expose uh, what what he can here in the passing game as, against Oklahoma, as we saw uh, Brock Purdy do a couple of weeks ago. Kind of picked him apart. Um, C.D. Lamb, I believe he's out again for this game for Oklahoma. Does that sound mysterious, right? The mysterious injuries. Yeah, I, I believe he's out, which is going to be, I mean, it's still only Monday, so we'll learn more by the end of the week. Uh, and he he's a big key to that offense, Tyler. Even though guys stepped up late in that game to get Oklahoma back uh, with a win, uh, Jalen Hurts does all he can do. Uh, you gotta roll with Oklahoma here. Uh, I don't know. They're a nineteen-point <laughs> favorite, Tyler. 
Yeah. That's, that's a ton a of points. That's a ton of points for T. Because TC is not that bad. No, they're they're a respectable side. When you when you break it all down, Oklahoma past five games, majority of them are seven point wins or less. And then when you look at TCU, everything's pretty much about seven points as well. So when I look at that number, I just have to think I got to take those points in TCU. But I'm going to take Oklahoma obviously to win outright. It's the big game on Fox. Yes, it is prime time. And uh, it's too bad that we couldn't get Ohio State, Penn State in prime time. Ohio State doesn't want that, Matt. We all know I that. Know. I know. Oh, Even we'll though it would be game. nice to beat the crap out of Penn State uh, late at night instead of at uh, noon. Whatever you say. That's we'll what get we're going to have one. to listen to the rest of the day. Like, oh, what do you know? Ohio State wins by 30. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> all right. Let's move on here, Tyler. We're going to go here in the Big Ten. Michigan on the road at Indiana. Ooh. Indiana gave your Penn State and Indy Lions all they could handle last week. They did. Uh, and how about Michigan? Third straight double-digit win. I mean, they just pummeled uh, Mich- Michigan State, which, again, not that impressive. Um, <clears throat> uh, let's go here. First, we'll talk about Shea Patterson, Tyler. Mm, He's Mr. actually Shea. turned into a capable that. quarterback lately. Um, he's cut down on the turnovers, and he's been uh, making smart plays. Uh, Michigan's running attack. It's got going. And then let's talk about the wide receivers here. you got Bell, Black, and Peoples-Jones. They've stepped up as well. This Michigan offense in the last, uh, I mean, hell, even count that Penn State game, that second half of the Penn State game, they were very good. Uh, count that Illinois game. The last five games, this Michigan offense, that's been uh, averaging about 38 points per game. Uh, pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the flip side here, Indiana, Tyler, their defense, they struggle when they play teams that have a pulse offensively. Uh, as we saw last week, Clifford had a big game. Uh, I love uh, this Indiana offense, though. Uh, it should be interesting to see if they can get anything going uh, against this Michigan team. Uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know here. Uh, I don't think Indiana is going to have as much success offensively as they did against Penn State because I think Michigan has a better defense than Penn State um, when it comes down to it. Give me Michigan here, Tyler. And Michigan's – I wouldn't want to hop in front of that Michigan train right now. They're just beating the crap out of everybody. I, I like Michigan here by double digits, my friend. Yeah, I like Michigan as well. Nothing against Indiana. I do like what I've seen out of them this year. Ramsey at quarterback, that's a good sign because Indiana and quarterback play at times has been a little skeptical. I actually trust this guy, and I believe in him, but Michigan's defense is a whole new ball game. Best of luck. I know this is this is kind of a little bit of a trap game on the road at Indiana before Ohio State, but Michigan's going to take care of business. They know what's ahead of them, and I think they respect Indiana enough to – have a good game plan going forward. I agree 110%, buddy. Let's move into second down here, Tyler. We're going to start in the American Temple at Cincinnati. What do you like? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This is a uh, 7 p.m. ESPN2 night game, Matt. Big time here. You see, now, they have been cutting it close these past two weeks with the likes of ECU and USF. Are you kidding me? 
oh, that that is not a good look. But they know if they take care of business here, everything is locked up. Temple is a tough side. They do a little bit of everything good and well, but these two teams are fairly similar. I like UC. They have more talent on both sides of the ball, and the game is at Nippert, not on the road. Give me UC. I like uh, Cincinnati as well, my friend. Um, that would set up a big showdown next week against Memphis. Oh, so, yeah. Or is that in two weeks? Uh, yes, next week, right? Yeah, next week. Yep, right here in front of us. Next week, it's here. That's crazy. All right, we're going to stay in the American. Another big game, Tyler. SMU at Navy. Yeah, SMU comes in as the underdog. Navy looking to bounce back after a horrendous performance versus Notre Dame. For Navy in this game, they're going to need to do what they do best and control that clock. SMU has the firepower to bust this game wide open quick, and Navy won't be able to play from behind. I think SMU, though, might use their rushing attack to control the ball a bit as they do average nearly 200 yards on the ground. I think SMU and their skill players get it done. SMU, big-time win in Annapolis. I'm right there with you again, Tyler. I like SMU on the road, my friend. Yeah, were you a little, little surprised to see him as an underdog? I was, yeah. I, I, I was. I didn't see that coming. I haven't hit it yet, but I'm going to uh, find a way to get on this SMU uh, SMU team. Great idea. All right. It's time for the best bet, betting segment, Tyler. And last week, buddy, the podcast oh, plays went 5-1. and one. Uh, Yours truly here with a 3-0 sweep. Tyler went 2-1, and one, but it's not his fault. He played La Tech early in the week. Uh, before mm. we knew about the imp uh, upcoming suspensions, um, so unfortunate. We're, yeah, we're back here this week to get you. Hopefully, a six-zero week. Tyler, you want to start off with your best bet of the week? Matt, now I'm pretty sure I made this team dead to me at one point, but I'm back. North Texas minus six and a half versus Rice. If they can't beat Rice by a touchdown. I'm going to have to make them dead to me again. Well, I'm glad you said that, Tyler. I will be – I'll take that with you. I'll, I'll roll I'll roll on over like Texas, my friend. Um, good, good. My best bet here, Tyler, I could have total, and it's Ohio oh. State, Penn State, mm. over 55 and a half. So mm. I, I interesting. see – Yeah, I see Penn State having a little bit of success here. I easily think Penn State can get out to 20 points. Yeah. Uh, that's and, then, and then all we need is 36 from the Buckeyes, which I think the Buckeyes are going to have a field day. So. Oh, gosh, a field day. Yeah, 40-plus wow. 40, 40 for the Buckeyes. I think that's easy ever, my, my, my opinion. All right. Well, you lock that sucker up. I think it's going to be cl pretty close to that number, but, hey, that's fine. My upset pick of the week, Matt, Cal plus three. Gabbers is back versus Stanford. Give me that upset. I like that play as well, Tyler. I'm telling you, we're, we're, feeling, it uh, we're feeling it this week. Yes, uh, we my are. upset pick, Tennessee plus five at Missouri. Uh, I wouldn't want to lay any amount of points with Missouri at this point. That team is garbage. They can't yeah. score. Uh, Tennessee's defense in the last half of the season has been spectacular. Uh, that offense with Garantano is starting to click. Hopefully he starts the game and he gets to play an entire game. 
So the Tennessee doesn't find themselves in an early hole. Uh, I like the Vols here, Tyler, uh, to win outright, but I, I will definitely be taking them plus five. And uh, how about a 10-point-plus super dog, Tyler, that you like uh, to cover? Well, I'm going back. Uh, I, you know, I'm trying to continue that streak. I got the win last week. Right now, Matt, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Illinois, 15-point doggy at Iowa in a noon game. I think that could be a tricky spot. Yeah, especially with Iowa coming off a big win. Uh, could be a little bit mm-hmm. of a hangover. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I I don't necessarily agree with you on that one, but uh, I, I can see why you're going that way. Uh, my super dog Tyler Temple plus ten and a half on the road. Uh, out of what we've seen out of Cincinnati lately, I'm not sure they should be laying double digits, especially to a good defensive yeah. team like Temple. I uh, that that that's certainly a fair point. And you see, they've really got to get that offense going because they don't want to roll into Memphis with that offense not flowing, and they definitely don't want to roll into that title game with it not rolling. So that'll be something to watch down the stretch. All right, there is the uh, six plays on our betting segment. Um, just a quick little recap, best bet uh, for myself, Ohio State, Penn State, over 55.5. The upset pick for me, Tennessee, plus 5. Uh, Superdog, Temple, plus 10.5. Uh, Tyler, his best bet was? North Texas, minus 6.5. Upset pick, Cal. And my Superdog, Illinois, over Iowa. All right, guys. Well, let's head on into third down here. Uh, we're going to discuss Texas at Baylor. Uh, not really sure why, but... Not it, really it, sure why. It's kind of a uh, kind of a slow week, uh, you, you would say. Uh, Texas, on the road this season, not very good. And uh, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see if Baylor can uh, bounce back after blowing a massive massive lead at home last week to Oklahoma. Tyler, I like Texas in this game. Oh, my. Call me crazy. But uh, I think Texas will be able to find success like Oklahoma did offensively. Um, this Baylor defense, they may be good, but... They look pretty good there for uh, a half. Yeah, for a half. They, they forgot they had to play two halves. <laughs> Uh, Charlie Brewer, big-time struggles in the second half. Couldn't get the ball moving against a porous Oklahoma D. And this Texas D, it's kind of disappeared uh, a little bit over the past few weeks. But I'm telling you, this just seems like the perfect spot for Tom Herman and the Longhorns. Everybody's just shitting on them because they're 6-4. and four. This season has gotten away from Texas. Uh, but give me, the, give me Sam Ellinger here to have a big win and uh, maybe energize this fan base and get them to 8-4 and, and get them to a nice big bowl game. Uh, I mean, because they, they legit have a shot at the Sugar Bowl. If Oklahoma makes the um, Oklahoma makes the college football playoff, Texas, if they can just win out here, I, I think they would get the invite over Baylor. I honestly would. That's disgusting. I mean, if they beat that's, Baylor here. That's all, that's all that's wrong with bowl games right there. That's all you got to say. Well, I mean, they, if they beat Baylor here, team. then they own the head-to-head for the committee to just be like, and Texas travels. I don't know how great traveling is for Baylor. Uh, and we'd rather see, Te- I'd rather see Texas in the Sugar Bowl against the SEC team. I don't think Baylor could contend with half of the SEC. I'll be honest with you, Matt. I don't think either either side is going to be that entertaining but 
Texas with four losses to get invited to a big time bowl. Uh, yeah, that's what that's what's wrong. But enough about that. I'm gonna be taking. I'm gonna be taking Texas with you as well. I don't Ooh. think that Baylor is gonna be able to bounce back. That that was they had that game right in their hand. They blew it. I don't know if this Baylor team is gonna be built to bounce back. Texas is gonna be ready. Tom Herman, like you said, he's drawing something up. He's gonna get these guys ready to beat Baylor. I am. I didn't think you were gonna go Texas, but. Uh, see, I'm telling you, this week, Tyler, we're feeling each other. We're, we're on everything I know, together. It's kind of weird. It is. It really is. I, I, I know we'll kind of be on the same one here as we move on to the SEC. A and M at Georgia. Um. Yeah. To be honest, is there, go, go is there, ahead. Is there anything that you like out of Texas A and M that gives you confidence that they could win this game? Um. So I'm I'm not finding no. a whole lot. No, I mean, unless Kellen Bond plays the game of his life and and that um, that passing game for A&M gets going, that's the way that they they can beat them here. I mean, if Bo Nix last week for Auburn had any type of uh, confidence in his arm ability and if, if Gus Malzahn maybe would have let him throw it downfield a little bit, I think they could have stretched this Georgia defense out. Uh, A&M does have that capability. Mon is a dual threat. He can beat you with their feet. Uh, to be honest, Tyler, I kind of like A&M's chances for an upset here. Um, oh my. Only because Georgia's coming off a huge win. They've locked up the East. They're ready for Atlanta. They're ready for LSU. This is the perfect time for them to look ahead. And A&M isn't your typical SEC East team uh, that you can just you know come in, get a win, and get out. A&M's going to fight you, and Jimbo Fisher's a good coach, especially in big games. So I would not be stunned if A&M wins this game. I'm going to actually play A&M with the points here. Uh, I think Georgia gets the win, but I think it's going to be a really close game. I I honestly do. Uh, We saw last week Georgia, uh, that offense is just so bad. I mean, they put 251 total yards against Auburn. Um... (laughs) Most of that game last week against Auburn came down to Gus Malzahn's play calling and their ill-ability to get anything going offensively. There was no creativeness. Uh, Georgia knew exactly what Auburn was doing uh, at all times. I'm telling you, Jimbo Fisher's going to draw stuff up, and this A&M team has a chance. Uh, DeAndre Swift, he's so good. Um, but I'm telling you, man, from those receivers last week, they disappeared. So... Oh, they've been disappearing all year, Matt. I know. I'm telling you, I there's just something I got a weird feeling about this week, and I'm not gonna put, I'm not gonna pick them to win A&M on my Twitter because I think Georgia fans would lose their fucking minds. Uh, they'd be like, he's just a Georgia <laughs> hater. He picks against Georgia every week, which uh, I've not only picked it against them. I think twice. I mean, yeah, yeah. But wow, I, I, this gonna be a good game, I think. My my biggest concern, Matt, is the A&M rushing attack. I don't believe they're going to be able to have it. And in their three biggest games, Clemson, Auburn, and Alabama, they haven't had a 100-yard runner in any of those games. They've all been the three losses they've had on the season. I'm just not that confident in the A&M offense to be able to get it done. 
I'm going to be taking Georgia. Yep, I'm the right dogs. But I'm telling you, it's going to be a close game. Keep your eye on it, my friends. Um, and finally, Tyler, we're going to talk about the big game. Oh, the big it's game. in Columbus, Penn State, Ohio State. Tyler, you start this one off. Tell us what you like here. Oh, man. Well, in recent years, Matt, Penn State is coming into this game with a strong chance to win, and they always blow it in the fourth quarter every single time. In this game, I think the Nittany Lions would be just happy to have a shot at Ohio State going into the fourth quarter, and all the pressure would then be on Ohio State. The key matchups for me, Penn State's D-line versus Ohio State's offensive line and vice versa. I think whoever wins in the trenches is going to win this game. If Ohio State dominates both sides of the ball, they're, they're going to easily cover that 19 points. Now, Penn State, they will need a healthy K.J. Hamler in order to even have a chance in this game. He did go out with a head injury, concussion-type injury last week, so I am a little bit concerned there. Give me Ohio State 30, Penn State 20. 30 to 20. Um... I like that 20 spot for Penn State there, Tyler. Um, so Ohio State, in terms of offensive play, offensive teams that they've played, not a whole lot uh, that report. This defense hasn't really been tested all year. Wisconsin is a one-dimensional team, and Ohio State was able to shut down the run. Uh, but we have seen Clifford be able to get, uh, get the ball out, especially to his big tight end and to Hamler. Uh, Hamler's mm-hmm. probably going to be the best athlete that Ohio State has faced this season. Um, it will be interesting to see if Brown can continue to have a, uh, success because he's having a really good year after uh, starting a lower on the depth chart than a couple other guys. Um, so I like this Penn State offense. I think this offense could have a little bit of success, uh, especially early in this ball game. Um, the problem, I think, for Penn State is going to be uh, how do they slow down this Ohio State offense. So this Ohio State offense is uh, probably the best of the country all around. You got Fields, uh, 31 touchdowns, one pick, Tyler. 31? Yeah, 31 touchdowns. Damn, I didn't realize you got all the way. Well, they did just come off of what, Maryland and Rutgers. So that does make sense. Yeah, 31. Yeah, at least that is what it says right here on my screen. Uh, I don't actually know. I believe that that's accurate. That's correct, but 31 and 1. That is insane. Um, J.K. Dobbins. I'm t- I love J.K. Dobbins, Tyler. He's probably my favorite running back in the country. Uh, he's having one hell of a year. And if he gets going and if Penn State can't stop the run, then it's going to be a long day for the Nittany Lions because uh, uh, Fields has K.J. Hill, uh, Olav, and uh, Benjamin Victor. So that's a, that's a, that's a, going to be a, a tough task uh, for this Penn State secondary. Uh, I like Ohio State here, Tyler, and like I said, I like the over in this game. I think Ohio State puts up 40. Uh, I really do. Uh, they're going to put up a 40-burger. Mm. Uh, take the over. Ohio State wins by 20. I think they cover the 18 points. But no, I'm not going to play the 18 points. But I like Ohio State in this game. Um, I may be wrong. Uh, maybe Penn State uh, keeps this one close, and Penn State puts up closer to 30. So... Uh, I think Penn State to win would need 30 points. I'm just not sure if they can get there. Oh, gosh. Yeah, let, let's not push those limits. I I think I think it all comes back to the trenches, though, and if Ohio State gets that running game going versus a stout 
Penn State defensive front. I I think there's no doubt they're going to cover the 19. But if that Penn State running rushing D can slow down Ohio State, I I do think they can at least keep it semi close. We'll I see what too, happens. But let's hope it's not really close, Tyler, to where we get to see one of those patented fourth and eight, fourth and seven draw plays. Oh God, that that play gives me a nightmare. I mean, every year that it, the for the past what two to three years in this game, it's Penn State looking really good coming in fourth, and then they just do some some wacky wacky shit. And that draw play was unbelievable. I still can play it in my mind thinking, what the hell was that? Nobody ever calls that play in that situation. It just doesn't work. <laughs> No, uh, it's right up there with the Kirby Smart fake punt uh, Ooh, from a couple yeah, of years that ago. Was so, that was a beaut. That was a beaut. Tyler, is there anything else you would like to add to this Week 13 preview? No, I mean, it's uh, you know it doesn't have a lot of flashiness to it, but it, it is going to be a very, very key decision maker in how these division races play out. We will probably know a lot more on that review podcast compared to what we did in previous weeks but thank you everybody for listening make sure to subscribe review and share this podcast with all your friends we appreciate you listening and good night